Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, which blankets 17 states and much of Canada. We have with us today an author of a book that recently came out called Just Diagnosed with Metastatic Pancreatic Cancer, First Steps and More. Our guest today is Dr. Earl J. Compazzi, Jr., MD, MPH, MBA. And he has been active with Bob Wright, who is really a fixture of uh, Palm Beach uh, society and charitable efforts, as Bob was former chairman of NBC Television. To tell you a little bit about Dr. Earl J. Compazzi, Jr., he is board certified in four medical specialties preventive medicine, occupational medicine, hospice, palliative medicine, and medical informatics. He has trained and practiced at some of the finest medical institutions in the country. Dr. Kambazi was on the staff of the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota for several years. There he provided medical care to the Mayo Clinic's physicians and employees, and he was a clinical instructor at the Mayo Clinic School of Medicine. Dr. Compazzi completed his medical training at Johns Hopkins and was chosen from among a class of 14 to be chief resident of his program, Dr. Earl J. Compazzi, Jr. First, let's talk a little bit because you have been Bob and Suzanne Wright's personal physician. Let's talk about Bob and Suzanne Wright because I believe he wrote the foreword for your book Mm -hmm. and he is a big booster of your efforts to fight pancreatic cancer. Tell us about Bob and the late Suzanne Wright. Let me start with Bob because Bob kind of puts Suzanne into a bit of context. Uh, Mm -hmm. She was very much the the woman behind the man. Uh, Bob started his career working for my father-in-law, who uh, was a famous attorney, uh, practiced before the Supreme Court, won nine to zero, etc. And Bob came to Ralph and and said, I I have an offer from uh, GE. And uh, Ralph said, you know, uh, you would make partner here for sure, but you would go further with GE. I think you should go. And, and as my father-in-law tends to be, he was right uh, once again. Uh, Bob became um, head of NBC, so that made him Jay Leno, the king of Hollywood's uh, boss. Mm-hmm. He was also quite a doer. A little, quick little story about Jerry Seinfeld. A rainy night, Bob went over personally to Jerry's house. There were some contract issues. Bob took with him the contract and also a blank check. Bob had the authority, being a lawyer, to um, make uh, quick changes in the contract, and he also had the authority to write the check, sign it with with multiple zeros. Um, and so this puts the stage for uh, for who Bob was. Uh, and as as great as Bob was, Suzanne was the star. Suzanne, uh, when you talked to her, she just really listened to you, really cared. When she was your friend, she was absolutely 100% behind you. Uh, she also had no patience for uh, discrimination or 
bigotry or um, snobbery or anything mm -hmm. like that. She was, to be put it maybe in a phrase, Brooklyn Blunt. Uh, and a, a quick little uh, thing about Suzanne, uh, this was actually said at her funeral, I thought it was very apropos. Um, Bob and Suzanne, as part of the corporate promotions, moved to Atlanta and they joined a club that they didn't know very much about. And one of the first few days that they were there, Suzanne took a friend of hers, a woman of color, to uh, lunch. Yes. And, and so they, they had lunch and they were sitting by the pool and one of the managers came up and pulled Suzanne aside. Mrs. Wright, there's absolutely no problem here, um, but you know, you're new to the club and I just, if you would do one thing, uh, please don't have your friend uh, get in the pool. And so Suzanne. Uh, this about thirty years ago. Yeah, this was a oh. this was a different era, but okay. but but this shows who Suzanne was. And so Suzanne uh, went back to her friend, uh, whispered something, grabbed her hand, and uh, holding hands, jumped immediately in the pool. With Good. Her. So there you go. That 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 so is. So she's a very courageous woman. Yep. And then this this played into her son or grandson. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. was diagnosed with uh, autism, and at the time, autism wasn't even well recognized as what was going wrong. There was multiple diagnosis, there was no treatment, no organization, and and these poor kids were just really suffering as as they still are. But but uh, Suzanne um, founded uh, with Bob. Autism Speaks, which has raised hundreds of millions of dollars and uh, changed uh, federal law that uh, autism and autism therapy is now covered uh, by health insurance. She really changed the landscape of the, uh, of the country with that regard. Well, they had a grandchild who yeah, was and autistic. It was, yeah. But it was all about their grandchild, but it was also about everybody else's grandchild. and. Uh, her grandchild unfortunately had a very severe case mm -hmm. so she did much much more for everyone else's grandchild than she really could for her own but uh, that that's her legacy and uh, another little insight uh, before we get to pancreatic cancer but but it's it's all about people with pancreatic cancer it's not about pancreatic cancer and unfortunately Suzanne was one of those people uh, but she uh, decided that it should be a World Autism Day, there, that there should be a World Autism mm -hmm. Day. And so she more or less stalked the uh, Secretary General of the UN and a couple of key diplomats to the UN. You know, it's almost impossible to get them to agree on a anything. But she would go to lectures, she would go to cocktail parties, and she would kind of buttonhole the people and, uh, and give her elevator pitch. And, and sure enough, April 2nd every year is World Autism Day, and, and Suzanne's idea to symbolize this is that um, buildings throughout the world, the Eiffel Tower, um, the, um, um, the Doha Tower in the Middle East, the Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building, um, the White House, uh, the Sydney Opera House, all are bathed in blue on the evening of April 2nd. So. So that that's Suzanne. And why did they pick April second? Was there a s symbolism of that day? That uh, that I don't know. Okay, <laughs> right. sorry. Okay, now we're going to talk a little about metastatic yeah. pancreatic cancer. But before that, yeah. if somebody is listening in Buffalo or Erie, Pennsylvania, yeah. or Washington D.C., and they want to make a donation for sure. this foundation sure. uh, for HARPA pancreatic yeah. cancer, how do they make checks, where do they go? Okay, 
Uh, it's a very simple. Uh, it, you can either Google the Suzanne Wright Foundation or its nickname is Code Purple Now. Uh, Code Purple, purple is the color of pancreatic cancer. Code Purple uh, is a term used in hospitals when it, meaning we need all hands on board, like a mass casualty event is a cold purple event. And, and now is the immediacy of it because we've gone 20 years, 40 years without any significant advances in the treatment mm -hmm. of pancreatic cancer. Okay, so um, you go to which website? What is the website? A code purple now. Cold purple now. Yes. All right, very good. And you welcome any donations? Yes. Okay, if it's a dollar or it's a hundred thousand dollars. Any and every, yes. Okay, let's talk about metastatic pancreatic cancer. What is one to do if they get this tough disease? Uh, the, there are two very basic points. Uh, the first is you can't fight pancreatic cancer alone. Uh, you have to form a team and of course everyone's team is going to be a little bit different uh, but but you need the support of your family and friends. You, m you might want to kind of crawl into a shell but, uh, because it's, it's just a horrible, uh, horrible disease. There's no doubt about it, but you will do better when you have a team, including professionals and family and friends, and, and perhaps if you can afford it, home nursing to, to help you, especially home nursing in the later stages. And then the second thing is you need a plan, you need as much information as possible. You can't solely rely on your oncologist. Uh, you have to go uh, broader than that. Oncologists are wonderful doctors, wonderful people. Their primary focus is on chemotherapy and they may not know as much about genetics and genetic advances as, as you might think. Uh, they may not know uh, about some of the um, new biochemistry things that are coming out. For instance, you can harvest your pancreatic cancer tumor cells, keep them alive in the laboratory. Uh, Cold Spring Harbor in New York is one place that does this. Mm -hmm. And then uh, test them, uh, actually grow them in the lab and test them against various chemotherapy um, drugs uh, in the lab. Uh, Scripps does the testing. Uh, and this way you can maybe not pick the first drug because you need to start with the first drug right away and this takes a little time but the second or third drug in, in case and in, in the likelihood that the first drug regimen fails. So these are all things that, uh, that you need to explore, you need to, uh, you need to go beyond just your oncologist. Very good. We're speaking with author Dr. Earl J. Compazzi, Jr. The book is just diagnosed with metatastic pancreatic cancer, first steps and more. And where is the book available, Dr. Uh, Compazzi? It's available on Amazon. Uh, if you simply type pancreatic cancer, it comes up uh, one, two, or three, and uh, it's the, it has a purple co cover and uh, some steps uh, crossing uh, a stream, uh, hopefully uh, symbolic of, uh, of success. Very good. If you're listening in Erie, Pennsylvania, Cheektowaga, New York, Toronto, or Manhattan, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia, New Zealand. We'd like to hear from you listening to our 50,000 watts of clear channel. 
power. Also, we recommend all our listeners to uh, buy the Ample Legal Newspaper, which is the most important newspaper for the Polish-American community in Western New York with 350,000 Americans of Polish descent. Thank you to those who've uh, called regarding our recent guest, Eric Reichardt, who has sailed around the world and published a book also available at Amazon. Also, we had Joseph Shear and Fletcher Daves, whose families were pioneers in southern Florida. A little bit more information about Dr. Earl J. Campazzi, Jr. In addition to his medical doctorate, earned from the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine, Dr. Campazzi has earned several postgraduate degrees. They include a Master of Public Health degree with an emphasis in healthcare policy and management and a Master of Health Sciences degree with an emphasis in immunology and infectious diseases, both from Johns Hopkins University Bloomberg School of Public Health. Our guest today, Dr. Earl J. Campazzi, Jr. We recommend all who are interested in pancreatic cancer to get his book, Metatastic, Pancreatic Cancer, First Steps, and More. Let's talk about hope. When someone finds out they have pancreatic cancer, what hope do they have, Dr. Campazzi? They're, they're, the speed of innovation is especially fast on the genetic side because the genetics and, and big data computing are, are linked together. Uh, there's uh, one specific thing of, of really very good hope uh, in, that is a test, and I, I will repeat it just a little later in mm -hmm. case you want to gra grab a pen, uh, but it's, you look for a DNA mismatch repair enzyme defect. It's, it's a mouthful and a second test, microsatellite instability. And these are two kind of esoteric tests perhaps, but if you happen to have it and there's about one chance in 10 to maybe one chance in seven, about 10 to 15% chance that you'll have this if you have pancreatic cancer. And then a drug named Keytruda, uh, which you may be familiar with because Jimmy Carter had essentially uh, President Jimmy Carter had essentially uh, terminal uh, brain cancer, and he's still alive, at least as of this day. He's about 91, 92 years he, old. Yeah, and a good two years into this uh, disease, and he had a remarkable uh, response to Keytruda. And the subset of pancreatic cancer that has uh, these two uh, enzyme defects that can be uh, tested for uh, will respond uh, to Keytruda. Now, I, I can't say it's going to be as good as uh, President Carter's response, but it's likely to be uh, better than chemotherapy uh, if, if you can use it. And, of course, this needs to be discussed with your doctors, your oncologists. I'm, uh, I'm not telling... It's always a good idea to get the test, but beyond that, uh, let them help you pick the drug and see if it's suitable for you. Very good. I'd also like to mention that Dr. Campazzi was saluted at an event for Franklin Pierce University for scholarships, and it was a party in memory of Jessica Maruli of Palm Beach, Florida, who died of pancreatic cancer in a period of about a year, year and a half. And uh, um, Mr. Al Zuccaro, who was the Master of Ceremonies, saluted uh, Dr. Campazzi's efforts uh, fighting pancreatic cancer. Let's talk about the treatments. You find out you have pancreatic cancer. What are the steps and the treatments for pancreatic cancer? 
the number one step is, is like building a house. Uh, if if you don't have a good foundation to a house, then you will have all kinds of problem with cracking of the walls, etc. And the foundation in treating pancreatic cancer is uh, making the diagnosis specifically uh, harvesting some cells and having a doctor who you probably will never meet called a pathologist take a look at these cells under the microscope because there's all different varieties of pancreatic cancer. Uh, but the interesting thing that people don't know uh, is that you can take uh, these slides or sometimes the slides on a computer disk and send them to a, um, a large lab often at an academic medical center mm -hmm. which will reread them, will give a second opinion and this is something that almost everybody can afford. This is a, a few hundred dollar kind of thing. You don't have to make a trip, you just send the slides and before you get started you want to be absolutely sure not only that you have pancreatic cancer but uh, which subtype you have. Okay, now a care team. Let's talk about that. Uh, suggestions for such a care team. The, the most important thing is that you don't get so focused on treating pancreatic cancer that you forget that you're treating a person with pancreatic cancer. And there's two things going on, just as a very general um, approach to this. Uh, one is the the cancer itself, which can be painful, uh, and then complications of the chemotherapy. So you want to keep this person uh, out of pain in as much comfort as possible, but you have to have to address the psychological component. This is so frightening to have, um, and also it can lead to depression. It, it doesn't have to lead to depression. You would think anybody with pancreatic cancer would be depressed. Uh, of course, they'll be sad, they'll be anxious, they'll be upset, but clinical depression where you can hardly get out of bed and you spend the day crying uh, it does not have to occur and you can treat that uh, those symptoms effectively so you can at least uh, treat the mental aspects quite effectively. And how did your friend Suzanne Wright deal with when she found out that she had pancreatic cancer? How did she handle this? She was amazingly tough in, in public uh, and with all but her very closest friends. With her very closest friends, she cried. Mm -hmm. uh, she um, uh, she had trouble uh, with one side effect that um, in that was night sweats, and uh, the nurses were a godsend to her because she would uh, need a change of nightgowns frequently through the night. And yeah. She was lucky that, you know, uh, in my book I, I try to uh, give advice for people with all levels of financial uh, availability, and one dollar sign through four dollar signs. They were clearly at the four dollar sign, uh, and they could have the round-the-clock nursing, which really helped her. Uh, but uh, to be honest, uh, it was, she suffered. It was a, a tough disease, even with the best, uh, the best we could do, and, and I think at the time we did the very best we could. For those who just tuned in, our guest today is Dr. Earl J. Campazzi Jr. The book is Just Diagnosed with Metastatic Pancreatic Cancer, First Steps and More. Our guest is Dr. Earl J. Campazzi, the author. We encourage all of our listeners to go to Amazon to buy this book. It Thank is you. available now and um, it's 
will give you good advice on how to deal with this tough disease of pancreatic cancer. Again, we encourage all our listeners to buy the Ampol Legal newspaper, which enlightens the Polish-American population in upstate New York. Now, I'd like to um, give you a little bit more information about Dr. Kompazi. Um, in addition to uh, his medical uh, doctorate, he has also earned his Master of Business Administration degree with a health services management concentration from Duke University Fuqua School of Business. He completed his Bachelor of Arts degree at Johns Hopkins University and we have about 10 minutes left on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Again, if you're listening in Montreal, Buffalo, or Manhattan, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. Let's talk a little bit more about genetic analysis, uh, the two tests, and you mentioned the uh, Keytruda drug. Uh, let's talk about uh, people with uh, the positive results. Uh, Brian, let me uh, just repeat the two tests because I, I promised I would. Sure. Uh, and one is the uh, DNA mismatch repair enzyme defect. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I could go into the whole thing, but I think it's just well enough to write that down and, and uh, take it uh, to your, either your primary care doctor or your um, oncologist. And then the second test is at least shorter, uh, microsatellite instability. And if you have either of these two, which are, are actually closely related, uh, a drug uh, named Keytruda, which uh, is not a chemotherapy agent, but is more uh, an immune modulator. So it doesn't tend to make you as sick or have as many uh, side effects. Uh, and that is certainly uh, indicated if you're quote unquote lucky enough to uh, be in the 10 to 15% of pancreatic pa patients uh, who have uh, a positive test. Okay, again, uh, please, uh, Dr. Campazzi, mention the uh, foundation for HERPA with pancreatic cancer. How can people make donations to fight this disease? They can uh, either uh, make them online or, or they can uh, mail a check and there's a, um, contact information on the website. But let me tell you, because I, I sort of... But that's cold, uh, code purple now code purple now right is the uh, or the Suzanne Wright Foundation uh, they're uh, synonymous okay uh, and uh, but let me just tell you I, I sort of alluded to you know how Bob uh, is able to get things done and, and he knows so many people has operated on such very a high powerful level. man very powerful but powerful in a really good sense uh, you can see what he did with autism speaks and Bob um, and Bob promised Suzanne that he would continue the fight, and and he's good to his word. Bob's idea and is to um, emulate uh, something that we already have. It's called the uh, Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, or DARPA, mm -hmm. and and this is uh, essentially supercomputers uh, that analyze data and design uh, our sort of 
coolest, most muscular weapons. Mm -hmm. And it's been extremely successful in protecting uh, the country and, and uh, putting our military on, on the cutting edge. And Bob wants to take that same supercomputer uh, technology um, and analyze uh, genetics. But also, the interesting thing is, uh, and you'll probably remember back to uh, when uh, the Twin Towers were attacked, yes. uh, that the um, CIA, the NSA, the FBI weren't communicating well with each other. It was a real problem. A real problem. And what's happening now is that the biochemists and then uh, uh, don't communicate uh, with the practicing physicians, and of course not zero communication, but, but there isn't the spread of information that, that, that there should be, and there isn't the collaboration that there should be. And uh, not only will the HARPA supercomputers um, analyze the data, but by, by their very nature they force collaboration uh, because they share data and, and they bring everyone working together. And, and I think that's more the magic of it than even just the supercomputers themselves. So there's going to be, uh, we certainly need your contributions, but actually need probably more public advocacy because this was left on the cutting room floor during the recent omnibus bill. It just, it didn't make it into the okay. bill. Coming up again in the fall, and Bob's, Bob's all over this, is another budget process for the next fiscal year. And he's going to coordinate through, uh, through Code Purple now uh, everyone that's interested, and I hope it's a lot of people, to persuade the key senators, the key congressmen, the president uh, to invest. It will be just a couple billion, just a couple billion, but uh, it, it's, it's got to be the big money that the federal government can provide, one, two, three billion uh, for this uh, program that you know, we've gone 40 years, maybe even 50 years, without any success in treating pancreatic cancer. So using the same approach of uh, spreading the money out to all the universities and having everybody kind of work separately, uh, it just hasn't worked. I mean, the, if, if it hasn't worked a couple of times, doing it again is probably not a smart thing to do. Uh, it'd probably be very smart to, to use a, a new approach. And I defer to Bob. Bob's, Bob's really... He's a go-getter, he's a good guy, and I think he has a brilliant idea here. Well, he's a wonderful person, and yeah. it's a wonderful book. Again, we urge all of our listeners to go get a copy of Just Diagnosed with Metastatic Pancreatic Cancer, First Steps and More. Our guest has been on the Rusk Report, Dr. Earl J. Compazzi, the author of this book. We encourage everyone to give to Code Purple Now or the Suzanne Wright Foundation. Again, we encourage our listeners to get a copy of the Ampole Eagle newspaper. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the last 15 years, and thank you for enlightening us, author and doctor involved with pancreatic cancer, Dr. Earl J. Compazzi, Jr. Have a great week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.